All right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or just so happened to find this recording. And welcome to the Marvel Men podcast, a show where a bunch of us nerds, including us, talk all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe 24-7, 365. I'm I'm your co-host, Zach Benicillo. And next to me is Tommy DeVito and my good old friend, Alex DiCarlo. What's up? What's up? How's okay. everybody doing today? We doing I'm good. good. How are you guys? Everything's everything. We're doing good. We're doing good up in here. In fact, uh, we are coming to you live from uh, from an unknown location in the multiverse. Uh, in case if you haven't noticed by now, um, we're we're trying to tread lightly over here because we don't want to, you know, we don't want to cause an incursion. So no, we don't. exactly. And this yeah. multiverse. Yeah, that's uh. That's the last thing we want on our minds right now. But uh, I think before we get into today's episode, boys, I think we need to wish someone a very special day today. Yes, it is a certain someone, the man who is responsible for Marvel in general. We, we're wishing him a happy birthday, even though he's no Stanley, longer with us. 100 years. I miss yeah. Stanley. We, we miss you, man. The we miss your cameos in the MCU. And <laughs> maybe that's why Phase 4 was different. Yeah. To, to, to the great Stanley, you, he, thank you for giving us all the characters that we wished for. Rest in peace, good sir. Excelsior. Excelsior. You will forever be a legend. Yes. So with Space 4 now officially coming to an end with the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, we thought it would, it's time to rank all our thoughts on each of the projects that was released. So given that Phase four did something different and and introduced shows and movies. We're going to be doing two separate episodes. So part one of our phase four ranking, which is the part you're listening to now, is going to be the phase four movies. And then part two, which is next episode, will be the shows. Mm-hmm. So so for those so for those that are just joining in at this uh, current moment in time, so if you guys if you guys just joined in. Today, today we're going to be doing uh, the Phase Four movie. Yeah, and those so, and those started with Black Widow. And and actually, before we hop into those, let's go over uh, all the projects uh, that have come out in the Phase Four movies. We've got yeah, Black so Widow. We're... We've got Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We've got Eternals, Spider Man No Way Home, oh, Doctor yeah. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor: Love and Thunder. And Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Oh, so and, of course, and of course, there's also the two special presentations that dropped on Disney+, Plus, courtesy of Werewolf by Night and the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Yes, given that there were only two special presentations, we decided to include them with the movies because they were like a movie. It's like a one-and-done thing. There weren't multiple episodes. Anyway, let's get rocking and let's get rolling. We were graced with nine MCU projects projects that considered movies we've been phase yep. four yep so at number nine i have eternals with a four out of ten yeah uh, i think for me i believe i have eternals too and uh i will say on this movie that that dropped back in november um it was uh it was well, zach, what do you have for, well zach what do you have for number nine you mean Oh, I, I'm I'm with you for number nine. Eternals. Eternals. 
And, and for, I forgot to mention that it's November of 2021, not November yes. 2022. Yes, that if was you just forever. remind. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that yeah. was a. That's what I was okay. gonna say. Yeah. I mean, what when Eternals first dropped back in November of last year? I mean, I was. Uh, I wasn't sure how how it was going to be. I mean, it was a. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit <laughs> meh. Could have yeah, done better. So rumors, like there's so many rumors that oh, we're gonna see a young Thanos. We're gonna be jump. We're gonna see. We're gonna see Thanos's origins. We're gonna be jumping through time periods because because even though yes, we did get two connections to Thanos in the forms of Cena, played by Angelina Jolie, his cousin, and Eros or Star Fox, played by Harry Styles, Thanos's brother. So we did get connections to Thanos, but yeah. uh, the just like the dialogue was just and they had so much going on. It should have been a show. Like I would have switched. Would have yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, that was like subpar, if you ask me. Yeah, I would give it. Like I would give Hawkeye a movie and give the show to Eternals if I had to switch. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, to- I totally agree right there, man. And yeah, and the fact was- that they've uh, set up a uh, Pip the Troll, who was uh, played by the fabulous Patton Oswalt, and yeah. it's funny because in the comics, uh, he's also an assistant to. Another character that we're going to be seeing next year. Yes. Who? In the form of Adam Warlock. Oh, I'm Adam excited. Warlock, for that. the uh oh yeah, yeah one that the, the guy from We're the Millers. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's number nine. Uh, let's move on to number eight. And uh, my number eight pick is Black Widow. My number eight is also Black Widow. I give I gave that a six out of ten. Me too. Yeah, it's uh I think the I think the reason being is that uh it's I think too little I too think late. Uh, with Black Widow though, I mean, if you ask me, that should have been a phase three movie. Yeah, they should have done yeah. that during phase three. That was in perfect timing. You know, like it was too little too late. Like they gave us a reason to to, to care. Like a real yeah. in depth with Natasha. Like, it felt more like the only reason it was Phase 4 was because Yelena. And we know yeah. for her to be in Hawkeye, as well as that she's also going to be in Thunderbolts, as well as Red Guardian. But also that's also mm-hmm. just also the villain of the movie, Taskmaster. I don't know. Like, I was okay with the twist that it wasn't Tony Masters and that it was a girl. But what I didn't like was how, one, she was a mindless puppet and had no clue what she was doing. Or no control over what she was doing. And the fact that they used a male stunt double and CGI'd a female head onto a male body in the scenes that she had that helmet on. It was weird. Like I'm like definitely shouldn't Yeah, have that Yeah, that that was very weird if you ask me. But but other than that, I mean uh, even I do like the I do like the the action sequences if you ask me. I and like and the thing is the yeah, I think it was. I think they're trying. I think they were trying to go for more of a more of a spy thriller, which which I totally get. And uh, I mean, that yeah. could have been like a standalone spy thriller on its own. Yeah, like Captain America: The Winter Soldier. That's the spy. Yeah, thriller. but considering it's, it's the MCU thriller, yeah. and uh... yeah, it's like the fact is also like we know that the black you no know, the movie also takes place before Infinity War. It also just raises the question of. Why didn't Natasha call Yelena and Red Guardian and Melina as well as yeah. the Widows to help them in the Battle of Wakanda? It's just something yeah, that like, like, didn't make sense to me. What's the whole point? Like, I feel like this movie, it was too little, too late. 
It's like the character's gone. We're not going to be seeing, um, well, for, as of right now, we're not going to be seeing Natasha Romanoff again. Mm-hmm. In the main, in the main six one six, there's also like the multiverse or the Secret Wars. I don't know, but I, yeah, just it was too little, too late. Either way, now we move on to number seven. Number seven, yep. I have Thor: Love and Thunder with a score of six out of ten. Yeah, um, about that, uh, I actually, I actually have a uh, Werewolf by Night as as my number seven. Oh, really? Interesting. But that may not even count as. Yeah, we're gonna but it's we're more gonna something Mar- Marvel original special special yeah. presentation. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I will say about Werewolf by Night, it it was a good horror flick, if you ask me. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I love how they did. Put, I love how they put a spin on the on the classic Universal monster movie type. But I mean, but it's just that uh, it's. It's just that the pacing was slow at the beginning, but then it picked up like like right at the very end, and and I'm just like, okay, then why didn't we see yeah. this in the beginning? Wait, Zach, what do you have for number play. seven? What do you have for number seven? I was gonna say, uh, what's your number seven, Zach? Thor: Love and Thunder. I agree. Like, I thought. Don't get me wrong. It's it's not the worst Thor movie. Like that 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 goes to Dark Thor: The Dark World. Like, I didn't hate Love and Thunder as much as a lot of people did. I feel like it is overhated. I like like the other projects more than this, but I feel like I don't know. There's more they could have done with Gore the God Butcher. Like there's, where like like I was okay with the jokes. Just I feel like they did it too much. And uh, apparently we heard there's like cut scenes of. With that, with a uh, uh, with the Grandmaster interaction with Gore, played by Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum, the Grandmaster, and E Tree, played by Peter Dinklage. So I don't know. It's like they, and especially even now, you know, there's concept art of Jane fighting Galactus. That's the one thing I'm glad they cut, because that would have been awful. Yeah, thank God, thank God they did not use Galactus. Yeah, because that would was like they they did use eternity, and like even the whole thing with the whole wish thing too didn't. It, it was just a lot of things that don't make sense, especially with like Thunderbolt, Thor getting Thunderbolt and Stormbreaker. Apparently, there's like a love triangle between Thor, Mjolnir, and Stormbreaker. Oh God! Like it was. There were times it was funny, but at the same time, like, like I feel like I don't know. I feel like they had like they had two great names in it, being Christian Bale and Russell Crowe, and I don't know. I just felt like they they could have done more. With it, I feel like like there was more I could have done. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I think I'd have to agree with you on that. But uh, but like I said about about my number seven pick, which is a uh, werewolf by night. Yeah. yeah, I mean the pacing the pacing could have been better. That's nice. For number, let's move on. So for number six, I actually have werewolf by night at number six. <laughs> and and what's funny is I have Thor: Love and Thunder as my number six. <laughs> Zach, what do you have at six? Okay, so I have Werewolf by Night at six. Nice. I also I gave Werewolf by Night a, a seven out of ten. Yeah, Werewolf by Night. Like I was okay with the black and white. Like the pacing, I agree with you, Alex, about the pacing. It was just slow at the beginning, but then it picked up towards the end. Like 
It's like it was too short. Like, like you had Man Thing, Elsa Bloodstone, and Jack the Werewolf all crammed in. Oh, and the whole thing with the Bloodstone crammed in to like a 45 minute presentation. Like we didn't even know this thing was coming out until D23. And like, oh yeah, in a couple of weeks, Werewolf by Night's coming out. Like half the people I know who are Marvel fans, when I say, oh, did you see Werewolf by Night? The night that just came out? I'm like, what? And they're like, what was that? They're like, what's that? And I'm like, the, they announced it at D23. It's a new Marvel thing. There was a new Marvel thing? So like, yeah, a lot of people didn't even know. Yeah. And also, for something called Werewolf by Night, we only see Jack as a werewolf for like three minutes. Yeah, like like three minutes of of the yeah. special presentation. I'm just like, okay, seriously, what the fuck is this? And then eventually Elsa gets the Bloodstone. Elsa Bloodstone gets the aforementioned Bloodstone. And then the color comes back. And it's kind of like, oh, this is all part of it. And everything was mad. I think it was all connected. It certainly takes place after Thor: Love and Thunder. And I, I feel like when, um, I, I, they they needed more time. That's what I think it was. Yeah, like, but I will say I will say on Werewolf by Night though, uh, Gael Garcia Bernal and Laura Donnelly were amazing as as their I respective agree. characters. Uh, I agree. I just feel like they it could have been longer than forty five minutes. They could have made this like a, a movie. Like yeah, it didn't have to be like a full like two hours, but it could have been something like the length of like one of the Sony movies, like Venom, but like a little over like an hour and a half. They could have made it. Mm-hmm. it and actually, uh, and actually for my number six pick, uh, which is uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I loved the acting coming from uh, Christian Bale playing Gore, the God Butcher and Russell Crowe playing Zeus was, uh, I, th- I think he's one of the, one of the funniest uh, performances that, that I've ever seen in an MCU movie, although it's a, it's not, it's not as uh, good as Ragnarok was, but uh, I mean, but it was good. Yeah, like it's overhated in my opinion. I feel like that's the movie that I feel like doesn't deserve as much shit as it gets compared to some of the other stuff. Like yeah. Eternal, and, and I also liked really how it wrapped that. up uh, Jane Foster's uh, arc in the MCU. Although, although we should put a question mark on that because we don't know if, if she'll return or not. Because because if you think about it... Multiverse. Yeah, that, that. And given the fact that she has reached Valhalla, and spoiler alert for those who have not seen Thor, Love, and Thunder... I so who hasn't seen any of these movies, because basically we're spoiling it. Yeah, spoiler alert, uh, Heimdall is back. Um, that was, I wasn't expecting that. Like, to see Idris Elba back as Heimdall. Like, we saw his son, Ashton, or Axel Ashton, or whatever the hell he wanted to be called. I don't remember. Yeah, or or the or what really got me thinking was like at the end it was like okay where's Loki? Yeah, where is okay. I remember even Tom Hiddleston even said I'm not pulling an Andrew Garfield. I'm genuinely not in the movie, and he wasn't in the movie. He was accurate. I mean, yeah, actually, speaking of Andrew Garfield, uh, we'll get to him eventually. Oh, we're getting to that. So, so now it's time to jump into our top five. The top five, baby. So at number five, I have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness with a 7 out of 10. Uh, for me, I have the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special at number five. Ooh. I have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness at number five due to one... I, I like the horror aspects of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Me too. But honestly, like it, it could have been a better... It could have yeah. been a better script. Yeah, for a movie called Multiverse of Madness, they only went into like three different Earths. I'm trying to think. There was six one six, the main Earth. 
838, Source of the Illuminati, The Incursioners of Sinister Strange. Yeah, yeah, I think that was it. And so they went to like three different Earths total. Like we didn't, like, I feel like the movie would have been better if they called it Doctor Strange and, and the Scarlet Witch or Doctor Strange the Darkhold. Either one of those would have been better names. Like I do my best not to blame Starting. it. Because, not only that, because like the movie, because I'm a, you don't know, because originally it was supposed to be for the first, I guess like, real multiverse stuff for them in phase four it was supposed to be wandavision to lead us into multiverse of madness to then lead us into spider-man no way home like we got like america chavez because there was even concept art for no way home of america chavez bring, being the one to bring toby mcguire and andrew garfield to 616 oh so yeah like but the thing is then when everything kept getting delayed sony because a lot of people don't know sony gets final say of when the MCU Spider-Man movies come out, even though they are MCU movies, Sony gets final say when they come out, and Sony didn't want to delay No Way Home again. So then Multiverse of Madness got delayed to come out after No Way Home. Sony wouldn't budge, so they had to reshoot a lot of stuff. Like the Illuminati, I was okay with some of the members. Like I was okay with Reed Richards, Professor X, Black Bolt. Well, but like I, I, I still, I wasn't a big fan of like the Captain Marvel variant. Of uh, Maria Rambo, like oh, was John Lynch's character? Yeah, um, yeah, I yeah, about uh, yeah, and about uh, my my number five pick, uh, which is uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I mean, it was yeah. a, I think it was like a standard, like a standard like holiday special, if you ask me, with uh, with all the with the, with all the hijinks going on and uh, and the typical uh, you know, Guardians flavor. It's uh, I just thought it was uh, I just I just really thought. It was good, just, just, just standardly good. Like it's not, it's not. It, I mean, it didn't go like. It, it didn't go over the top. It didn't go under. I just thought it was like, like right in the middle, for me. No, but also, one thing I just want to add before we jump to the next thing about the multiverse menace. I think to like given the fact that like, I feel like it would have been a little better too if. If maybe if like we didn't have the bar raised so high from No Way Home because that was the last MCU movie to come out before Multiverse of Madness. It was No Way Home. Oh yeah. So I think a lot that, of people. Yeah, okay, that I agree with. That I agree with. And there was like the Tom the, that Tom Cruise rumor of him playing Superior Iron Man, and there was like a whole debate because in the trailer of if that was Captain Marvel or Superior Iron Man, there was like a whole debate on the internet of, of who it was. So yeah, I don't know. I just feel like. Yeah, there's they could have done more with the multiverse, and I feel like I sort of let myself get involved with the Tom Cruise hype a little bit. I, I don't know because apparently I just feel like there was more they could have done with be, being a multiverse movie. They should have just called it something else, and it would have been much better. Yeah, that that I agree with. Yeah. So moving uh, to number four. Yep. On to on to number four. For number four, I have the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special with an eight out of ten. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings at, at, oh, at number four. Oh, interesting. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I feel Yeah, like and uh, I, I want to get into that, like, real quick. Um, but, yeah, I know you guys are probably going to say, like, uh, in a later pick. Um, but I will say uh, about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, um, Destin Daniel Cretton, an amazing, amazing director. I mean, with his directorial debut in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he fucking killed it, and and I will say the the performance is coming from uh from Simu Liu, Tony Leung, Aquafina, yeah th- those th- 
those three really nailed their performances. And uh, credit to, to the to the to the cast and crew for for doing for doing their stuff, especially especially Benedict Wong coming back as Wong. And and what's even better, Tim Roth came back as Emil Blonsky, otherwise known as Abomination. And and I really like that uh, that that fight club scene between between Wong and Abomination. And it was and it was so funny to see. I mean, it was it was funny but cool. Like, nice. and and the other thing is, is that I also liked how they set up like uh, like the magical aspects of Talo, which is uh, which is another realm in the multiverse, and uh, and and especially the post credit scene where we get to see Bruce Banner and Captain Marvel talking to to Shang Chi and Katie about about the rings, and I will say like. When it transmitted like this mysterious beacon, uh, it really got me uh, on the edge of my seat. I was like, "Ooh, who could this beacon be sent out to?" I agree. That is something that that which I'm gonna get into when I get to that pick. But yeah, but to go with like Zach and I's number for yes, the Guardians out is special. So I agree with what you said out too with, about it. Like, yeah, it's a good holiday special. It's fun. I mean. It's just the first, what like what most of us of our thoughts were said in our review for that. Which, by the way, go check that out if you haven't already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've already made. I was gonna say we've already made a review about that. So uh... yeah. it was it, it was good. It, it was funny. It was a nice holiday thing. Like the main thing. It's one of the things where like you don't really need to watch it. You can just like look up what happens or ask somebody who did watch it. Because the main thing to take away from it is that the Guardians own nowhere. Groot is now like fully grown. Yeah, and 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 uh, Mantis and Star Lord are brother and sister, and of course, uh, there's no sign of Zoe Saldana anywhere as tomorrow. But uh, but we will see her again come uh, come May 2023. Yeah, we'll see her then. We will. Anyway, on to number three. At number three, I have Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings with an eight out of ten. Uh, for for me at number three, I have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness at number three. What about you, Zach? Okay, so what I have is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and number three. Nice. So yes, I agree. Shang-Chi was great. Like it was like I loved how they finally did something with like Trevor Noah from Iron Man 3 as the Mandarin. I'm glad they they referenced he was in the movie. He was hilarious. Hey, Trevor Noah? Wait. No, no. I think you mean Trevor Slattery. Trevor yes, Slattery. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sarah Slattery, yeah. Ben Kingsley's oh character, yeah. I just pissed off a, a, a late night TV show. <laughs> yeah, uh, why, why, did, why did you mention anything about Trevor Noah? I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I forgot that, was, that was pretty much a... typo. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to braid for it, but yes, Tre- Trevor Slater, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, Trevor yeah, Slattery, yeah. Yeah, Great, for, yeah. Yeah, yeah you probably learned. Yeah, Tom, Tommy just went to a brain fart here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I did, so. yeah. But yeah, so like the, the fake Mandarin from Iron Man Three, we see that. We see like I love like the it's like the scene on the bus is just amazing. The action was amazing. I love this scene in Talo with the dragons. You know, oh like, yeah, that I will. That I also will say, which is uh, the dragon, the dragon. My goodness, it looks amazing. And for those of you Avatar The Last Airbender fans and Legend of the Hidden Temple fans, the voice of Morse was D. Bradley Baker. 
Oh, I love you, Valley Baker. I mainly know him from American Dad and Star Wars. Plus, plus uh, for all you uh, Disney fans out there who know D. Bradley Baker, he's all he's also the voice of a of a good old platypus. <laughs> Perry the platypus. Perry the platypus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't help it right there. Yeah, so uh, moving on to number two. Yes, number two. At number two, I have Black Panther Wakanda Forever with a 9 out of 10. I have Black Panther Wakanda Forever as well. Same. Yes, then this hey, is... Hey, we finally, we, finally, we finally agree on our top two. Yeah, we, yeah our top two, we, we, cause we, cause we know, obviously, we know what's left after this. But we'll yeah. That in a minute. Before, yeah, before we'll, we'll get to like, that shortly. Like, but, we went uh, through most of our thoughts in our Wakanda Forever review, which is our first episode, which, by the way, if you haven't seen that, don't yeah, check it there's, out. Uh, it's up on Spotify right now, so... Uh, yes, that's episode one. So, yes, it was, it was an emotional roller coaster. It, oh, it, yeah. It, it handled the, the passing of Chadwick Boseman very well. Like, especially, like, that, especially, like, uh, T'Challa Jr. on the post-credits scene. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, he looked exactly like Chadwick Boseman. Oh yeah, Prince Toussaint. Yeah, but I will say the. I, but I will say on this, I think I think Shuri uh, abdicating the throne and giving it to Mbaku. I think it was a. I think it was a smart move for Shuri to do because I think I, agree. I think she really wants to go down on her own path. Yeah, I feel like she doesn't want to be like forced into this whole thing because like everything... yeah, I mean especially especially that given the fact that she lost. Her father, her brother, and now her mother. I think she doesn't want the the burden of the throne to be to be on her. So yeah, I agree. Plus, also like she just like the movie was a real road. Like I love Namor. Like I can't wait to see more of him. Yeah, you like he was amazing. Like like Tenoch Huerta, perfect casting. I absolutely loved it. Like the only oh yeah. Movie isn't a ten out of ten it's just because the role Everett Ross played in the movie was like very minimal to almost where like I, I don't think you, if you were to take him out I don't like I've only seen the movie one time like I definitely have to rewatch it to to, to solidify but I feel like if you were to take him out of the movie it would it would go the exact same way I don't know I, mm-hmm. I feel like they could have done more with this character I just feel like he was kind of just there like with him and and um and Kitessa Valentino like or Defontaine like. I don't know. That's the only reason why. Like, I just like she didn't add much to it. That's the only reason why this is a nine instead of a ten. Yeah. So now, so now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our number one pick. The number one movie of Phase Four, and I'm sure you know what this is. Get much by process of elimination. Spider Man No Way Home. No Way Home. Yep, I have Spider Man No Way Home as my number one hit. So I gave it a ten out of ten. Yep, same. Uh, but I will. I will say to this, when when we first saw Spider-Man No Way Home, when before it came out, before the it came before, out, the, the night before it came out, because it comes out, holy that is the theater show. Yes, like, yeah, that that was a movie that was made to be seen on the big screen. Yeah, that was like meant to be seen with that first audience because everybody was cheering from the moment the movie started. Everybody's like at the edge of the seat, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Like, my from from the first, the first, if the people were screaming so loud when Tony McGuire and Andrew Garfield 
showed up. I, I legit thought there was an earthquake because you, I could feel the vibrations. I legit. I, yeah, I, I felt it too. Hell, I geeked out so hard. Babe, I, as soon as the portal Ned did, I wish you could see Peter, and then the portal opens, we see Andrew. I knew it was going to be Andrew Garfield. Just like, you know, like I know, oh, this is it. This is it. Like, I, everybody was screaming from that moment. I'm like, oh my God. It was worse. Well, was, I was also geeking out that uh, I was also geeking out uh, at the beginning because we got Charlie Cox back as Matt Murdock, aka Daredevil. I like how essentially almost every single rumor about this movie was true, with in terms of Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, the villain, Charlie Cox's Daredevil. Right, like, like it was all true. Like the only thing that didn't happen was Spider Gwen, which frankly I I didn't really care. And like Miles, like but like they referenced him. It's like there's got to be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. I mean, everyone, everyone, everyone in the theater looked at each other and go, "Miles, he's coming." Yeah, he Miles Morales. They're setting him you know, up. He, yeah, he, mm-hmm. yeah. He should appear soon, hopefully. Yeah, but, hopefully, yeah. yeah. But I will say, I will say to this, Spider-Man: No Way Home was was a really great movie. It's uh, it was also great that they that they threw in Doctor Strange in the mix. Uh, and it was a great lead-in to Multiverse of Madness, although it could have been uh, the other way around. But now, eh, what can you do? Yeah. I would definitely would do? like to see what it would have been like when we we're like, 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 maybe we'll make an episode talking about like the concepts aren't and stuff for Multiverse of Madness and how it would have looked if Sony did delay No Way Home when Multiverse of Madness got delayed. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I, No Way Home that was a movie meant for the fans. It was yeah. Yes, there is the obvious issue of wait, wait. How come Peter and Doctor Strange didn't talk about who needs to remember when they're before casting the spell? Why did they talk about it? It's like, yeah, I know. We got to keep in mind we saw Multiverse of Madness. Strange is arrogant. Peter is a, is a naive kid, and we wouldn't have a movie. We wouldn't have the best. Yeah, but I will say it was a, it got very emotional at the end when the, when when Peter oh, yeah. doesn't when Peter does not well when Peter's friends and family members. They don't know him anymore, including the Avengers. I know. Well, there is the question of maybe the gar- Thor, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and Captain Marvel, everybody who's off world, and Nick Fury, maybe they'll still remember him because they were off world when the spell was cast. So maybe it, it's something we'll, we'll see when we get to Spider Man 4. Let's, we'll see when we get to something with those characters. Yeah. But of course, uh, the post credits thing are holy shit. Oh, and Venom, yes. Yeah, how are they going to address that? I know that was insane. Like, I also like how the second post-credit scene was was the first trailer for Multiverse of Madness. That was that was like really cool marketing. Like, I really hope that that because like this is my I thought they were gonna do that again with I when a Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars were both coming out in the same year. Oh, they can do the trailer for Secret Wars after Kang Dynasty. They're like, either way, now I home home perfect movie. Oh yeah. True. Yeah, and I just realized. Uh, yes, I think, sir. and I just realized. Uh, I think, I think we better get moving, boys, because I think. Uh, yes, sir. We're almost that, out of I think we start. I think we started to. I think we're start. I think we're starting to make a big footprint in this universe, because. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we better. We better. We better get out of here fast if we don't. If we don't want to cause an incursion, so. Yes. So that was part one of our phase four ranking. That was the. That was our ranking of the movies. Well, movies next time we will be back ranking the shows we have eight of those to go through so stay tuned for that anyway yes, Alex, but, take us out yeah so if you like what you see here here give us a like on spotify and 
Give us a rating. See what you think of it. And also follow us on our Instagram page. And we're also trying to expand to other platforms like YouTube, Apple Podcasts. But uh, but right now we're having technical difficulties. So as soon as we get those uh, uploaded, uh, you'll be in the know. But until next time, well, that is if we get hit by an incursion or some shit like that. Uh, we are the Marvel Men Podcast. We are the Marvel Men. And we will see you on this side of the multiverse. Ciao. See you later.